Welcome to the lab. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. My name is Professor Theo. Welcome to splendid West Virginia. Home to talking dogs, kid superheroes, and so much more. Last week's episode left off with the distressed barking of dogs just outside my lab window. I went to talk to them, and sure enough, one of them had quite the story to tell. His name was Barnum. This is Barnum's story. Who stole Barnum's bone? Barnum was an old gray terrier dog that never bothered anybody. He liked to nap and curl up next to the nice woman that rescued him from the shelter long ago. He liked to eat kibble a couple times a day, and occasionally bark at the mailman. Other than the mailman, Barnum kept to himself. That all changed one day, when his bone was stolen. That bone was a birthday present, one that Barnum immediately rushed to the backyard and buried deep in the ground for safekeeping, for later. Suddenly, it was gone. Who could have done such a thing? Barnum was looking for answers. He started next door with the neighbor's Siamese cat, a sneaky creature if there ever was one. But that uppity Siamese swore she had no interest in dirty dog bones. Barnum believed her. Next, he had an urgent meeting with a band of rough-and-tumble raccoons that ruled the streets at night. The raccoons didn't much like being accused of theft, but they assured Barnum they were more interested in the garbage humans discard than the bones dogs bury. Barnum continued to look for answers. The birds weren't good diggers and probably wouldn't be strong enough to lift the bone, Barnum figured. The worms wouldn't be big enough. There were other dogs in the neighborhood, but they were all kept behind fences. Who stole... Barnum's bone. Finally, Barnum found a clue. It was a mostly eaten carrot. What kind of animal would leave carrot pieces behind? Then he found another clue. It was a banana peel. What kind of animal loves bananas? A third clue followed. It was a pacifier. What kind of animal loves pacifiers? Barnum supposed that a rabbit dropped the half-eaten carrot and there were plenty of rabbits nearby. He didn't think they'd be much interested in dog bones, though. Barnum knew that monkeys loved bananas, but there weren't any monkeys around these parts. His human probably dropped the banana peel. She loved bananas. Barnum's third clue was the pacifier. He knew the baby human that lived with him loved pacifiers. That little guy had one in his mouth all the time. You know what else... That tiny boy liked digging holes. The yard was full of holes that baby dug with his hands and a small gardening shovel the boy's mother, Barnum's human, would let him play with. Barnum snuck inside through the doggy door, ran up to the little one's room, and started the search. His bone wasn't in the little one's closet. It wasn't in a pile of the little one's clothes. Just when Barnum was about to give up, he noticed a familiar smell. It was coming from a pile of toys inside a small bin at the corner of the room. Could it be? 
Barnum, the terrier dog, was relieved to find his favorite treasure buried deep among those toys. He jumped and yelped for joy, digging the bone out with his paws and snatching it up in his mouth. Barnum, get that old dirty bone out of here, his human yelled. He was caught. Barnum ran downstairs, bone in mouth, excited, right through the doggy door, and found a safer place in the backyard, one just out of reach from little hands. He buried his bone again, took a deep breath, and relaxed. Barnum was thrilled to have solved the case. He had worked hard on the matter, so he decided to reward himself with a nice, long nap. I'm glad Barnum found his bone. And I'm glad we have kid superheroes Buck and Tracy. Especially when Zero Man comes to town. Kid superheroes versus Zero Man. Summer days were winding down and kids were about to head back to school. Kid superhero Buck didn't mind. He liked school. Especially when he wasn't battling bad guys like the Great Chili Monster or the Monkey Bar Brute or the TPG, Toilet Paper Giant. Buck had enjoyed a quiet summer, until that one August day. Buck was biking along with his friend Tracy, another kid superhero, when suddenly a mailbox they rode by disappeared. What was that? Then an entire house vanished into thin air. It had to be Zero Man. Buck and Tracy remembered... The day this no-good villain visited their elementary school. Zero Man had the power to make anything a zero, meaning he could make anything disappear. And while some kids didn't mind when he made their report cards go away, no one was happy when Zero Man zapped the kid-friendly gym teacher. She was later returned unharmed. Buck was nearly banished himself until he figured out Zero Man's only weakness. Zero Man hated the cold. Luckily, it was a bitter December day, and Buck had been able to lure his nemesis outside. The cold had a strange effect. It shrunk Zero Man so small he was barely visible. That would not happen today, not in August. It was 95 degrees. Without an ice cream truck in sight, Zero Man had made it disappear. He had gone too far indeed. Neither Buck nor Tracy were strong enough to stop Zero Man's quest for revenge. They tried but the summer heat made him practically invincible. They needed help. They might even need to go to one of their enemies to form an alliance. No way! Buck yelled. We have to. Tracy stood her ground. Kid Popsicle is the only one that can help us. (sighs) Okay. Kid Popsicle was one of the meanest villains around. Buck had once been frozen by Kid Popsicle, and that was no fun at all. If it weren't for the help of Tracy that day, Buck would have ended up as a tasty frozen treat. Kid Popsicle was a kid herself, one who ate way too many popsicles. Her parents always told her to slow down. You are what you eat, her mother would say, and she was right. One day, after devouring 17 tasty freeze pops in a row, Kid began to feel different. The sugary frozen slush began to take over. Her skin froze, and she became a giant popsicle. 
What's more, everything she touched turned to ice. She liked it. From that point on, Kid Popsicle was determined to turn the whole world into one giant popsicle. Buck and Tracy knew where to find Kid Popsicle. She liked a spot in the woods by Armco Park, close to an ice cream stand. Frozen grass and trees, even in the hot sun, surrounded her. The two young superheroes found her, made their case, and Kid Popsicle agreed to help on one condition. She would require Buck and Tracy to supply her with loads of ice cream and tasty freeze pops, for her supply was running low, and her powers were leaving her. Our kid superheroes had to agree. The three were a team for now. Their target, Zero Man. Zero Man would have to be set up, and our kid superheroes knew just how to do it. They'd have to lure him into an attempt, an attempt for his biggest heist yet. Would Zero Man be able to make the entire school, all of Splendid Elementary, disappear? The first day of school came, and Buck and Tracy were the first to arrive, not only because they awaited supervillains, but because they were both excellent students. Zero Man showed, too, more powerful than ever. He first made a bus disappear, then the principal. Then he set his sights on the entire school. Kid Popsicle suddenly appeared and froze Zero Man. I don't think so, Kid Popsicle said. This school's only big enough for one villain, me, Kid Popsicle. Zero Man tried to get away, but his hatred for the cold and the grip Kid Popsicle had him in was too much. He shrunk down super small and ran away looking to gain back powers by searching out zeros school-wide on math tests, computer screens, grade books, for that is where he draws his strength. All Zero Man had made go away, returned, reappeared. Everyone cheered. Buck and Tracy smiled at Kid Popsicle. Thank you, Buck said, shaking Kid's hand. Then Buck's hand froze. Ouch! I'm coming for you next, Buck. You and your friend. Why fight when we work so well together? Tracy asked. We'll see. Thanks for the popsicles. I needed those. And Kid Popsicle was gone. Buck's hand returned to normal. A new school year had begun, and Buck and Tracy had a feeling they'd be pretty busy. In more ways than one. Once again, our kids' superheroes prevail. Now, if you think Zero Man was a tough villain, if you thought the toilet paper giant was big and bad, if you thought the great chili monster and the monkey bar brute proved to be a challenge, tune in to next week's Halloween-themed episode when our kids' superheroes take on the Pumpkin Thief. Until then, trick or treat. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab is written and read by Jonathan Joy. The part of Buck Travers was played by Levi Joy. I'm Rissy Joy, the proud wife and mother of these two. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell a friend. If you don't, Professor Theo might turn you into a beetle or an eggplant. If he could do that type of thing, I mean. 
Also, please consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. You can email our family at theprofessortheo at gmail.com or tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week.